who has increased his wealth by a hundred million dollars in the past couple of years, telling us that TikTok is the problem. Are y'all hearing this? Yeah, we demand his resignation. They are creating laws. They don't care about our free speech. They don't care about uh, the millions of small businesses that are on TikTok. They don't care about our First Amendment rights. They only care about enriching their fucking pockets. And shutting us, shutting us elites. Not each other. The elites that are screwing us. Politicians like Mark Warren. See the Democrats. I'm tweeting this. The Democrats. Young Dems. I wonder if there's like a women's uh, caucus or something in the the Democrats. Young Dems um, unite, unite. Hello, 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 hello. And call and demand the resignation of Senator Mark Warner of. Virginia for infringing on our constitutional First Amendment rights to hashtag free speech, hashtag ACLU. Resign now, Senator Warner.
here and five months old penis. Even though I'm severely hacked around here, unfortunately, you know, DHS just won't fucking leave me alone. And, uh, yeah, shout out to Kevin and Brad and the Ducks, the other Ducks at DHS, literally. Anyway, we're hot on the trail. Thanks for 127k. I mean, even if it's fucking censors, uh, you know, I'm impressed. Total collapse. Live Trump on trial. Oh, it's live right now. Oh my god, Trump on trial is Fox and Republicans suffer devastating blow. Like, 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 and these are some weirdos too, but they're like, yo. They're down! Exclamation point. Diaper Don taught me that. Best time to kick a dog is when they're down. That is what Diaperdon taught me. That, that guy's freaking weird. Some of the state, the public statements that we're hearing from some of these politicians <laughs> also are just kind of brutal. Like that. I mean, even Senator Rick Whoa. Scott, who's like one of the weirdest people on the planet and like an actual criminal, uh, he said, quote, DeSantis doesn't talk to me, so I don't know about DeSantis. Marco Rubio, quote, I haven't spoken to him in a number of months. Representative Greg Stowe, the Florida representative. To this day, I have not heard from Governor DeSantis. Former Representative David Schrock from Michigan, a Republican from Michigan. I think he's an a-hole. I don't think he cares about people. I mean, he's the people he needs to run over. And I just so people have the, just so people have the perspective on, you know, the the bobbing head clip. No, I'm not speeding that clip up. A lot of people are like, you might, you must have sped that up or did. No, that's actually what happened. And it was in response to. DeSantis being asked a very simple question about his poll numbers collapsing in comparison to Donald Trump in his eventual run for to be the Republican candidate for president. And just I'll, I'll play the clip with sound this time so you can see it in all its glory. Right. Well, I'm showing you falling behind uh, a Trump. Guys, did I? I'm not. I'm not a candidate, so yeah. we'll see if uh, if and when that changes. That's, that's, I mean, like, the strange... Play it again, play it again, play it again. Play it again. Play it again. Yeah. Until you're falling behind uh, a Trump, then you're 
I'm not. I'm not a candidate, so we'll see if, uh, if and when that changes. guy is so weird. I'm happy that finally everybody's seeing it. This is why he keeps such a tight control on the press, by the way, in Florida. This is yeah. why he only allows, like, approved press into events with him. It's why he only holds very staged events, because once the guy is actually put under the microscope, you see just how freaking bizarre, how much of a weirdo that this guy actually is. And that weird moment, you know, like, a lot of people think, like, and I think a lot of news outlets, you know, they think, like, it's 100% policy-based, like, the way people see people, the way people know it, it's purely based on who has the best policies, and the, the ick factor certainly factors in, and, like, just okay, we're gonna the pull up. You guys still there? Yes, we are. Hello, darlings. KAMP Stadium Radio with the University. Donald Trump. Indictment is a big Yeah. And by the way, man, that's why. No, 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 pull up. Just all the way. Yeah. A federal trial that starts on yeah. A civil trial over his alleged rape of E. Jean Carroll and his defamatory statements made about her. Trial in E. Jean Carroll's case against Donald Trump starts on Tuesday in the face of and in spite of Donald Trump and his lawyers doing everything to try to do derail and delay it. Yeah. Tucker Carlson is out at Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Was fired. Yes. Tucker Carlson from Fox. How did it go down? Rest of Fox to shut down. I'll give you a hundred dollars. <laughs> I said, hey guys, call for Fox execs and, and uh, anchors to be named co-conspirators. Uh, to be named co-conspirators in the January 6th. They keep putting like 16. Insurrection, I dare you. Insurrection. Okay, I need to take care of my birdies now in my garden. Yes, of course, man. Okay. What was the reaction? How okay. soon after his termination did Russia Television offer him a job? We discussed the <laughs> Midas Touch podcast. And moments after Fox fired Tucker, CNN fired Don Lemon. 
which seems to be, based on all reports, part of its continuing move to appeal to the far-right Republicans. Maybe they can hire... Maybe they will hire fucking Tucker Carlson. Maybe CNN will hire... He continued making a fool of himself, showing he doesn't even know how to engage in basic human interaction and normal <laughs> behavior, yet alone how he would even respond to, like, issues. Putting fingers, doesn't know how to even shake hands, and he malfunctions when asked the most basic questions, like total malfunction. Truly, one of the weirdest things I have ever seen. Donald Trump and Republicans laid <laughs> out their vision for a fascist... All right, all right, right. Donald Trump and Republicans laid out their vision for a fascist theocratic state this weekend in interviews with the press and at a conference of many Republican <laughs> presidential hopefuls in Iowa. It is truly the GOP and everybody demand GOP traders out of office now. GOP traders. Justice can't wait. Maid's tale. In Fulton County, Georgia, District Attorney Fawny Willis wrote a letter to the Fulton County Sheriff Department telling them to get ready for Fucking fascist takeover. This summer, right? Get ready for indictment this summer in connection with our criminal investigation of Donald Trump. It's indictment season, big bro. It's indictment season. That's right. I mean, you know, just a normal Monday here live on the Might of Such podcast. Just a normal, just a normal <laughs> day. How's, how's, how's everybody doing, Brett and Jordy? I mean, you know, you wake up. And, and, you know, the news just, it's like a, it's a, it's a waterfall of news. You know, I got to start getting a bit more excited about Mondays. I mean, what a, what a glorious Monday this is. It's like the birds are chirping a little louder. It's, it just feels nice. The air feels clearer out there. Jordy, I saw you with your mag. Here's mug. I'm sure the cup runneth over today with the maggoteers as they flow and they flow but oh my gosh guys today was just one hit after the next honestly an absolutely historic day in terms of just the maga movement and its propaganda arms getting completely completely decimated i'm not going to act like this is anywhere near the end but they took a devastating blow today that we must celebrate. We have to celebrate. We have to take the W here, folks. I know I am Ben was laughing earlier, but I'm, yeah, I'll probably catch Ben a few times throughout the show because I have 
for the audio listeners, the clip of Ron DeSantis uh, bobbling his head and making very weird faces when asked simple questions. And I was playing that over Ben's intro, and he, he couldn't hold it together. But just wait, I'll, I'll keep it going. Jordy, man, how are you? I'm doing well. And I know we'll get to this, but I just want to say this at the upfront here. Ron DeSantis, y'all have seen Men in Black, right? When the aliens, like, take over human bodies and they, like, they try and pretend that they're human, but they have these awkward mannerisms and they're just, <laughs> they're just not human. Ron DeSantis is exactly that. That is just the total and complete comparison for Ron DeSantis. And I just want to confirm also at the onset of this podcast that don't worry, there were no anchors let go today from the Midas Touch Network. <laughs> I just want to clear the air. <laughs> you know, from, from Men in Black, you know the line, right? The alien stole Edgar's skin. I mean, I don't like Men in Black. The alien stole Ron De- No, that's just who Ron DeSantis yeah. is. Absolutely, Ben. That's absolutely big girl. Got my maggot tears cup right here. I'm excited for the show. We're going to have a good one tonight, folks. Oh, really good one. So, I mean, do you start off, right, Jordy, with Tucker getting fired? Do you talk about Ron DeSantis making a fool of himself in Japan? Or do we start with the fact that Donald Trump is headed toward a federal trial that begins on Tuesday? How about Donald Trump, a defendant in a federal trial? So Trump's lawyers have been trying to delay and derail E. Jean Carroll's civil rape and defamation case against them. It seems like every month and now every day they try to pull one of their schemes, right? But the federal judiciary has caught on to Donald Trump's tricks at this point. That has been the advantage of Donald Trump continuing to lose these federal cases and to continuing to get sanctioned over and over again. It has LOL, I'm going to put it like LOL, um, boys, great news, uh. Trump, I mean, Diaper Don's Achilles heel is, he loses all his cases. Wait, hold on, great news, uh. all his cases. He loses all his cases. That's his Achilles heel. An impact. And the <laughs> federal judge, Lewis Kaplan, would just continue to call Donald Trump and his horrific lawyers. I mean, he's got this Joe Takapina, Alina Haba. He brought in some other lawyer, but Takapina keeps writing That's these letter briefs to the judge. What, what is this about? And, like, they miss every deadline. Like, at the most basic level, they don't even follow, like, the basic they don't know 101, here are the suits. rules of civil procedure. So, like, yeah, here's the deadline where if you want to file this, you have to file it before this date. And E. Jean Carroll's lawyer... LOL. 
Gerda Kaplan is like a very good lawyer. And the so lawyers don't know how to file suit. That's so not fair. It always begins with her calling out <laughs> Donald Trump's lawyers for missing the deadline over whatever they're requesting. Like, they just filed a motion, they called it an application for clarification, which was really a motion for reconsideration, but they missed the deadline on the motion for reconsideration. So Takapina thought he could outsmart the judge and just call it an application for clarification. And they said, Judge, can you just clarify this prior ruling that you made where you were going to permit this other witness to testify who was sexually assaulted by Donald Trump? And Takapina says she only said that she was groped and that Donald Trump tried to forcibly kiss her. But what we need to really ask her before she goes to the jury, this is what Donald Trump's lawyer said. We need to ask her about if her genitals were touched by Donald Trump. And without asking her that, she shouldn't be able to testify before the jury because Donald Trump groping and forcibly kissing her does not constitute a sexual assault. Takapina said, Judge, can you clarify your prior order that says that she can testify? Because you may have got it wrong. I mean, can we just pause for a second there, though, and just how disgusting that is? That you have, and just the, the facts that I just said, you have a former president, Donald Trump, right, with that call his lawyer asking a judge to clarify a ruling in a case where Donald Trump is being accused of rape and defamation, where the judge is allowing another witness who says she was sexually assaulted by Donald Trump in 2005 to testify. She was a People magazine reporter in 2005 who was covering Melania's pregnancy at Mar-a-Lago. Melania was pregnant seven months at the time, and she was doing a story on how Melania and Donald Trump are working together, you know, with her pregnancy. And Donald Trump calls her, says, you need to go into this room with me, uh, this reporter, Natasha Stoinoff. And then according to the reporter, Donald Trump pushes her against the wall, starts to try to forcibly kiss her, and starts trying to grope her. Um, and she reported it contemporaneously to six other people, and they all basically said at that time that Donald Trump would crush her if she brought the allegations forward. Well, she brought the allegations forward in 2016 or 2017 about Donald Trump, and Donald Trump's lawyers are arguing that the forcible kiss and the grope is not a sexual assault, so she shouldn't testify. Just how disgusting is that, is, is that on the eve of trial? And the judge basically laid him out and said, okay, that's not a clarification. That is a motion for reconsideration. I'm not an idiot, Pasapina, like you. I know very specifically what you are doing here. And even if it was a motion for reconsideration, you didn't provide any new controlling law why I should reconsider the order that I already made. You brought these issues in front of me, and I said, under Florida law, her allegations would constitute a sexual assault. That Trump was doing it for sexual gratification. She can testify. Let's have a normal trial here, and you can cross-examine her on the witness stand, but enough of this BS. But just think about it. That's what happened today. Like, do you hear, like, the media talking about that? I mean, I know it was a big news day, we're talking all these things. But the media will report, Donald Trump goes to Iowa to talk about family values and all of these things. Can we just talk about what happened today in that case alone? Yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's like the article from Politico. Trump defends his efforts 
to combat abortion, he touted his achievement to the Iowa Faith and Freedom Council in the face of recent criticism. I don't see any articles other than what we're talking about on the Midas Technology about this ruling. It's an actual written ruling, like we can see it. This isn't like me, like, great reporter, you really dug to find it. On the court docket. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so and it's so violent, disgusting, and you could just see the palpable kind of sense of frustration that Judge Kaplan has in dealing with Takatuma. Because this is in Takatuma's first letter like this. He keeps kind of filing these motions one after the next to try to kind of slide one past Judge Kaplan. And Kaplan's like, dude, just shut the hell up already. Like like reading the subtext of all of his kind of letters back, denying all these motions. Like, dude, just, just stop. Like, stop playing games. Quit it. And Donald Trump is heading to trial. The trial set to begin Tuesday. So if you're listening to this on audio, that is today. If you're watching it starting tomorrow, uh, Donald Trump is going to be on trial for civil rape and defamation from E. Jean Carroll. I mean, yeah. I think one of the things that gets lost also just because Donald Trump has kind of committed so many crimes and is so crazy and does all these crazy things and you know, fascism and the authoritarianism that he wants to bring, is you forget the kind of enthusiasm. Like in a different, like like he's a, he's a sexual predator. Like he's a real screwed up predator. And most people like him. At this point, not most people, but a lot of people like him. Have ended up in jail, prison for a very, very, very long time for what? For less than a Donald Trump I mean, he's a six, six, six man. He brought up that headline. There's a lot of comments that he's made in the past few days that, that really reveal his vision for the country, for the United States, what he thinks America should be. And by the way, not just him, what the whole Republican Party, what their vision for the future of America is. It's very revealing. And it's not what these articles and what the news says when they go, Donald Trump just defending family values out there. Trump pushing for freedom. That's not what's happening here, folks. And we'll play you the clip so you can decide for yourself as we always do. Become a and, and look, coming with the receipts, but let me show you. This is what Donald Trump's lawyer actually wrote. So if you go, Dad, that can't possibly be a motion that they actually filed. I just want to read for you just what it says right This is Donald Trump's lawyer. In the motion, upon further reflection, we believe that there exists a true threshold issue of exactly what parts of Ms. Stoinoff's body defendant actually touched or attempted to touch before he died. If defendant, according to Ms. Stoinoff, only touched her shoulders and sister and never touched or attempted to touch her genitals, then your honor's conclusion that such evidence is not enough for a testimony to be allowed should be conclusive. I, I could go on and on and on, but that's actually a motion that Donald Trump's lawyers uh, filed, and, and that was fortunately denied. And Brett, just saying that we've got the receipts, let's just get right into some of those receipts as well, because we're about to talk about how Fox fires Tucker. How about their other ridiculous host? Like the guy Mark Levin who talks like this? You know, the Mark Levin guy, and Mark Levin goes, so why do you down the line? You know, I mean, this guy, Mark Levin is like the, like the biggest clown in the world. This guy would do, I remember growing up that he was like on talk radio, and I would hear him just say ridiculous things like in, in the car in New York when I would just be done a long time ago. But he would say things in his interview with Donald Trump, where Donald Trump was promoting a book about letters that Donald Trump received from people. 
Like, you know, most people when they leave the office, former president, they write an autobiography, right? Exactly. Donald, exactly. Trump, is, Donald Trump is so lazy that <laughs> the book that he puts out is not even letters that he wrote to people. It's letters that people wrote to with an emphasis on letters sent to him by genocidal maniacs while he was in the White House. So Mark Levin goes, I find it pretty interesting that these genocidal maniacs sent you all of these letters. What a great book that you wrote. What's your response? Like, and Donald Trump goes, well, all these, they all seem to like me. <laughs> they all seem to like what world is this a normal thing going on? It was like, in fact, I get along much better with the genocidal maniacs than I do with the other people. I noticed here that your book has, like, genocidal... You have really fascinating letters from the North Korea, and I can go on and on, and what I notice is a common thread. You had a personal relationship with every one of these leaders, whether they're genocidal maniacs, whether they're elected, like Albert and was a close friend of yours and was assassinated. I want to get into some of it. What do you say your foreign policy is? Because I think people keep projecting onto your foreign policy what it is that they think they want people to think your foreign policy is. What would you say? So I think more than anything else, and it was a very personal relationship, and you know, it's sort of a weird situation. The tougher they were, the better I got along with them. And that's probably a good thing, because it was the tough ones that had the, the big, powerful countries, the ones that could be destruction. How does your letter work? Okay, you got some letters from Kukukin. I got some letters from... What is from... You know who most of them sounds like also? Um, uh, Jiminy Glick. Uh, are there any Jiminy Glick fans in the Midas Mighty? Jiminy Glick is like one of the funniest characters of all time, the Martin Short character who would interview celebrities. And he would be like, So what's your piece with the Nazis? And, and like, he would say like the funniest shit to people. And the Jiminy Glick voice and the Mark Levin voice is getting scarily similar to another year. No, I couldn't agree more. Okay, so then in the interview, then obviously he has G.G. Powell's trial on his mind. He talks about how China raped America and how he stopped China's rape here to play this killer. And I got it back in the form of taxes, tariffs, and other things, and he had hundreds of billions left over. And now the president got 10 cents, and yet I got along with President Xi incredibly well, but I was stopping the rampage. It was the rape of America. That's what it was. You were stopping nothing, you idiot. You were stopping nothing. You were tanking our economy, you freaking idiot moron. You're the reason why we have inflation, you idiot. You're responsible for 25% of our debt, you idiot. I mean, that's 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 the reason. That's the reason. That's what you were doing, you freaking idiot. I mean, the guy's a moron. These MAGA Republicans are just complete, like... The fact that they look to something like that, like you just saw in the first segment, we talked about the E.G. Carroll trial. You see what Donald Trump's lawyer wrote in that case, which is horrific, which should be a front page story right. where there's like a normal press, right? He looks at it and goes, 
what? What, what, what are you saying? Um, which is why we cover it here on the Mighty Effect Network. Anyhow, Marjorie Man asking him, so I've seen you've gone poutine and you've gone. <laughs> you know, you've got, you've got that. It would be so freaking funny if they weren't so dangerous. Like, like. Such a great point. They're so I weird. I'm just, I, but honestly, at some point, though, you know, if you, you know, because you watch, you know, whether you watch the CNN or some people on MSNBC, you know, or ABC, you know, CBS, you're like, all right, you're gaslighting me right now. Like, stop acting like this shit is normal. Like, this is beyond crazy stuff. You know, and then it just, it gets crazier from there, I guess. Like, just randomly, they start talking about how great Nixon was. Um, and how Nixon, if Nixon had the support of people like Jim Jordan, he would have been able to, to fight tougher. Here, by the way, this is something that we've said, like, here on the show, like, at least back then, that Republican Party had some sliver of dignity and was able to call out their own. And then Trump just comes out and flat out admits, yeah, what, what Nixon needed was he needed some corrupt people like Jim Jordan. Here's the clip. Uh, he was a very tough guy. He was, I guess some people would say this about me too, he was his own worst enemy. I mean, I could say that a little bit about myself, much less so than people think, I will say. But um, he was um, sort of a paranoid guy. And it's okay, you know, you keep your guard up. I don't say that badly. Uh, his views on Henry Kissinger were very interesting. I won't tell you exactly. I get along pretty well with Kissinger, but I, I tell you his views yeah, on Henry Kissinger were not so hot. And uh, he was a tough guy. And he, he, they went over to tell him that you have to get out. His biggest regret, according to his daughters, and I think according to him, was that he didn't fight. They went over there one evening. Barry Goldwater headed up the delegation and they had some senators and some congressmen. And they went over to tell him he's got to get out. And he left the following day or the following morning. And his biggest regret was that he didn't fight. Because it wasn't really like him. And I find that very interesting. And his daughter, when I got impeached twice by uh, really crooked, disgusting politicians, you know, they just happened to have a majority and they, the Democrats do stick together and they, on a perfect phone call, think of it, on a perfect phone call, this was a call that, I remember Tim Scott, the senator from South Carolina, read this. He was the first one to say, he read the call because I had it. It was taped. The call was taped. He said he didn't say anything wrong. He was saying, like, what did he do wrong? It was a perfect call. It was a congratulatory call. But I'll never forget uh, when that happened, we had such great support. Nixon had no support. You know, he just didn't have support. He was very, very tough with people. Uh, I get along with people. I mean, I, I have great Jim Jordan and all these congressmen are great, but they're really incredible people. They're fighters, too. We have some great fighters. People don't realize it. You'll see that, I think. But we have some incredible fighters. Uh, Nixon didn't get along with uh, the people in Congress. He didn't get along with the senators. But the fact is, we have some great people in the Republican Party. But I get along with them, and they stuck together. Did you see the part where Mark Levin was just like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what? 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 Are the Trump was making a lot of noises like that too. A lot of Tr- uh, Trump. Trump was like, and and Nixon was a very powerful man, and his one regret is that he didn't fight back harder. Nixon's a criminal, you know. And then you've got Mark Levin going. <laughs> I mean, like honestly, 
Like, like these are really dangerous. Yeah. Really weird people. You know the expression. You know the expression. You are the company you keep. Well, if Trump in this interview is defending Richard Nixon, if Trump in this interview is defending his relationships with genocidal maniacs and dictators, I mean, the writing on the wall speaks for itself right now. The dude is totally unhinged. And then to your earlier points here, like where's why are you talking about just how utterly bizarre? This is none of this is normal, and then you see the headlines: Trump counts family values in Iowa. What are you talking about? The dude's best friends with Newton. I should sample that. The dude is on What I don't like, what what I think everybody needs to really take seriously about all this, though, is that Donald Trump, through these interviews and the Republican Party, through all their public statements. They are telling terrorists. you where they want to hold this country. And right there, Donald Trump just openly admitted that the Republican Party is a criminal enterprise that operates like organized crime rings and protects their own. I mean, that's what was said in that clip at the end of the day. That's really what he was saying. And Donald Trump and the Republican Party, and put anybody, by the way, in the party who has real power in Donald Trump's place or in the nomination or whatever, all of them kind of feel this way at this point. They want to bring America into this fascist theocracy. And we need to be paying attention to this and listen to their words. And when everybody, when, if anybody in your life ever goes, yeah, but Republicans this and Democrats that and try to like both sides it, it's like, listen, these aren't, these aren't normal times. You have one political party who you may disagree with, but you can at least acknowledge that they are trying to push the country forward and are trying to implement policies that actually help people. And there may be disagreement and debate about how to do that, but there is actually an effort being shown there. And on the other side, there is a completely fascist theocracy that is trying to strip away the freedoms of Americans, that's trying to make America a Christian theocracy where it's ruled not by the Constitution but by the Bible. Um, they're trying to truthfully take over this country and ruin everything that has fundamentally fundamentally made America America. It. And you'll see that every single clip that you hear today from these Republicans, and these are Republicans with real power, all are pushing towards that ultimate end goal. And I want to show you that fascist theocracy on display at this Iowa conference for presidential hopeful that took place this past week, and it was called the Faith and Freedom Spring Kickoff. That's what they called this event. I want to show you what Politico wrote about the event, then we'll actually show you the clips of what took place, just so you can see how incongruous this headline is to what actually took place. Here, pull up this headline right now that says, Trump defends his efforts to combat abortion. He touted his achievements to the Iowa Faith and Freedom Council in the face of recent criticism. And then there's some other uh, headlines like, Presidential hopefuls go to woo the evangelicals in Iowa. Um, when you actually see what took place, Brett, to your point, listen to what they are saying. I want to show you uh, some of the clips from this fascist theocracy event that took place uh, in Iowa. And of course, we got to talk about Tucker, Tucker Carlson being fired from Fox. We'll talk about that when we come back from this quick message. Now, I'll take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Manukora Honey. Did you know that the best tasting honey on the planet comes from New Zealand? It's called Manuka Honey. 
Manakora has absolutely mastered the art of beekeeping. This secret honey is always 100% raw and has a rich and creamy texture that's unlike anything you've ever found before. Now, it's a super honey because of its unique antioxidants and prebiotics, as well as a natural antibacterial compound called MGO that only comes from the nectar of this tea tree. Now, I tried the 850 MGO rated Manakora honey from the bottle, and wow, it was better than I could have ever imagined. Not to mention that it contains nutrients that support optimal immune and digestive health. Every batch is 100% traceable with a unique QR code on every jar. You can verify potency, purity, and even learn about the specific beekeeper that harvested your honey. Now, I had my honey straight from the spoon, and it was delicious by itself. But you can also add it to your tea or coffee, pancakes, yogurt, you get it. Whatever you like, you can add your Manicora honey to to them. Is it is it jobs? No. Is it uh, infrastructure? No. Is it lowering prescription drug prices? No. Is it social security? No. Is it our veterans? No. Is it equality? No. What what what, what could the issue be? Today is the beginning of all of us joining together and making sure that we look the woke left in the eye and say, enough is enough. We're here in the Hawkeye State to stay. Thank you for all you're going to do. Can you imagine a interview between Mark Levin and Jeff Kaufman? <laughs> so, uh, Jeff Kaufman, what do you think? We gotta stop the woke! You know, and it's like, the, the way I describe it, you know, okay, and, and when I was in front of my class, I was giving them an example, um, you know, and they're, they're too young to get the reference. Um, back in the day, you know, the, the hot Christmas present, it was a present probably for maybe your age, there was, was one generation below me, the Furby. Um, and the Furbies, and the Furbies would have these conversations with each other in their Furby language. And they would like communicate with each other. And humans didn't understand their language. But they you know, if you listen to these MAGA Republicans, it's really like a group of fascist Furbies, right? <laughs> because it's an entirely different language from what's going on in the real I'm like, what, what, are, what are y'all talking about? Like, what, 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 seriously, what in the world is going on in your world that these are, you know, then you got Marjorie Taylor Greene coming in, you know, I don't know, this is ridiculous, with this ridiculous video, with the, with the dumbbells and saying, we gotta, we gotta get the radical <laughs> Here it is right here. I mean, you guys, you gotta, we're gonna get to you, radical lefters. We're, you know, you're too woke for us. If you think that you're gonna get away with this Nancy Pelosi and <laughs> Joe Biden, you gotta watch me do this dumbbell. <laughs> here I go, watch me lift it. I mean, this is, this is, you know, this is fascist Derby talk. Um, and, 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 and here's, I'm sorry, let me just interrupt real quick. Well, you, I know you're on a roll, and I apologize, but like, you've coined a lot of amazing phrases on this show before, specifically the Midas Touch podcast, and fascist Furbies, I mean, like, I just, I want to give flowers, you know, when, when I can get the flowers, so. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm waiting for the cease and desist from the Furby company. We call it fascist. I'm saying, I'm saying that these are fascists. Burpees by themselves, that's the product. Yeah, yeah. the product, very, very true. Should have a rebound. Yeah, I'm 
and then you weaponize that to rewrite the meanings of those things to suit your own political ends. You, you co-opt them, and then you say everything through the lens of that iconography, of that symbolism, of those founding documents, while doing the exact opposite. And here you see these Republicans trying to rewrite the Constitution before our eyes. But the reason why you see Lauren Bobertville out there multiple times, like she said this a bunch of times, there's no separation of church and state in the Constitution. It's the First Amendment. It is there. Just because that you're saying it's not there doesn't mean it's not there. They stand in front of the flag and they talk about the American exceptionalism. And meanwhile, they are just trying to destroy everything that has actually made America, America. And they're arguing for small government while they're actually trying to usher in the biggest government possible. And they follow that same playbook where it's like, you know, the system is rotten, the system is destroyed, it must be completely routed from within. Then they get into power and they just simply, they, they break everything. That's what they do. And then once they break everything, they put their cronies in power. It's just corruption. Let's put the worst people for all these jobs and all these positions. Let's make them run the states. Let's make them run the companies. Because we broke it and now we, we, what are we going to do? We'll just put our friends in those positions. And then you consolidate power in a way where everybody needs to come to you for help. You know, oh, you want to do something with your business? Well, guess what? I'm Ron DeSantis. And if you want to trust me, Disney, I'll tell you what to do. I'm going to put my people in power. <laughs> For the audio listeners, we're now doing the uh, Ron DeSantis. Yeah, here we go. Ron DeSantis Bobblehead. You know what this looks like? Oh man, what was the movie Night at the Rockstar? Nailed it. Looks just like Night at the Rockstar. Like he's gonna go dance and not, not throw any shade on that movie. Brett, Brett, to your point, they're like, who should we put on the judiciary committee? MAGA Republicans. Who? Let's pick the guy who never passed the bar yet. Jim Jordan. The person who, like, tried to destroy the lives of real whistleblowers in Ohio, who's not a licensed lawyer, <laughs> went to law school, but isn't a licensed lawyer. Let's put him on the judiciary committee. Who should we put on the oversight committee, like the craziest guy we can find? Let's put James Comer on the judiciary committee. But, like, going back to this event that we're talking about tonight, here's the headline about Trump's portion of this Trump defends his efforts. To combat abortion. He touted his achievement to the Iowa Faith and Freedom Council in the face of recent criticism. That's one of the main headlines that comes out of this. So let's actually look at what Donald Trump actually said. So one of the first things he said, though, with all of what we learned about Justice Clarence Thomas and Clarence Thomas violating all of these laws and taking literally millions of dollars in gifts for luxury vacations for people who went before the court. And then Clarence Thomas like, well, I thought that was just hospitality. And I didn't have to report it. That's different than gifts. And by the way, Clarence Thomas also committing tax fraud because he certainly didn't put those gifts down as income. Which you mean the gifts like Harlan Crow literally paying for his grandmother's house, renovating it, and, they, and his mother, his mother, his mother still living in that house to this day on Harlan Crow's time. And in the corruption room, he put with MAGA with these Republicans. Corruption is rewarded. So the, the worse your behavior is, the more corrupt you are. That's a mark. That's almost like you're like the party. That's, oh, we need more of that. Oh, Nixon? We need more of Nixon. Clarence Thomas 
We need more Clarence Thomas's. Thomas's, Thomas's, Uh Let's let's play the clip where uh, Trump says, you know, when I'm in power, get some more Clarence Thomas. My administration will again adopt rock-solid constitutional conservatives to be federal bench justices and judges, but in the mold of Antonin Scalia and Justice Clarence Thomas, who, by the way, right now is under siege by the radical left. Okay, Justice Clarence Thomas objectively is the worst. Okay, like, imagine the single worst justice, right? The person who just commits the most transparent and flagrant crimes in front of your face. All these other MAGA Republican justices are all the criminals, right? But Clarence Thomas is, like, the worst of the criminals. Like, just, like, partying on yachts and wearing these t-shirts with these million-dollar vacations that he goes on. And then his best friend is like the number one collector of Adolf Hitler memorabilia, the person who's giving him all of this money, who has like a garden of evil celebrating like dictators. And Donald Trump goes, that's who, that's who I want to put on the Supreme Court. People who are more like Clarence Thomas. Like not, not saying people who are more like John Roberts, which by the way, would be a still ridiculous thing to say, but at least you want to go John Roberts, we can have a normal we have like a normal conversation here. But here's the thing. With MAGA Republicans, they take it to places that you can't even interact like a normal human being. I mean, look, at this event also, where, where the political headline was Trump defends his effort to combat abortion. The headline was that Donald Trump completely lies about everything in one of the most despicable, weird speeches. Because in this speech that got this normal headline from large media networks, this is what Donald Trump said that Democrats want with respect to abortion. That Democrats want to show babies after birth, um, and, and like just ridiculous, ridiculous. That's why you can't even then have a serious conversation with people like this. And then, rather than say that is a disgrace.